0: Hello and welcome to Cosmic Musings Presents The Week Ahead. I'm Cory Ann, aka The Witch at the Crossroads, and I'm here to provide you with insight into and breakdowns of the astrology of the week of November 13th to November 19th. We are coming out of last week with having a relatively calm week in comparison to what October felt like. Uh, We did see the ingress of Libra into domicile in Libra which is, I think, very welcome and a lovely energy to kind of brighten things up right now. And we also saw the ingress of Mercury from Scorpio to Sagittarius, bringing Mercury into its own sign of detriment. We finished the week last week leaving off with the moon applying to the sun and the sun applying to Mars. So we have the moon, sun, and Mars all within four degrees of one another in the sign of Scorpio, preparing us for both a new moon in Scorpio and a Mars Kazemi in Scorpio, both of which are happening this week, both of which are very exciting. So let's go ahead and jump right in. We kick the week off on Monday, November 13th, entering the week with the sun at 20 degrees Scorpio and the moon at 18 degrees Scorpio. And pretty much immediately jumping into Monday, we have the new moon in Scorpio perfecting at 428 a.m. Eastern, and that is happening at 20 degrees Scorpio. So to kind of start us off with what I really think is the most significant thing about this new moon is that this is the first lunation on the Taurus-Scorpio axis, completely on the other side of that completed eclipse series. So while we did have a new moon in Taurus this past spring on May 19th that was not an eclipse, it still kind of fell in the midst of this series of eclipses eclipses unfolding. So this new moon in Scorpio brings us to the first non-eclipse lunation on the Taurus-Scorpio axis since that series has completely finished and seen its resolution. So all of that being said, not only if you have a manifestation practice or intention practice that kind of draws into lunar cycles, not only is this finally a moment where we have a moon that is supportive of, you know, engaging with manifestation practices in now that we're not in eclipse season anymore, Uh, It also is a new moon that is really inviting you um, and providing you with an incredible moment to really plant seeds of intention that honor the process that this Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle just brought you through. And so this is a moment to really sit down and kind of take in what that storyline might have been for you. And really focus on what it means for you moving forward now. What is it time to focus your attention into as far as spell work or manifestation or setting intentions? What is it time to focus your intention into now that you have gone through what you've gone through now that that series of eclipses has kind of brought about uh, the kind of endings and beginnings that it was here to usher in for you. Eclipses are these moments of great beginnings and great endings, and they are kind of these harbingers of fate. They kind of speed up time in this sense that they are here to rip away the things that are not meant for us, that we're maybe giving too much attention to or Uh, conversely, bring forth some stuff that we're ready for that we might not even realize we're ready for or kind of redirect us onto the path that we need to be on right now. And so this new moon is ultimately a moment of really looking at what the story was for you with the eclipses on the Taurus-Scorpio axis and really asking yourself where now that you know, the universe and fate has kind of stepped in and played its own hand. Now, where is it time for you to step in and kind of take ownership and authority over that direction at this point in time? As far as the chart of this new moon, I think it's... uh Very interesting chart and a little bit exciting, I think, because we have this lunation answering to a domicile Mars. And so that's pretty inherently exciting. It's pretty exciting to have um, such a dignified uh, dispositor to the new moon, to both luminaries. The last time we had a new moon in Scorpio with Mars positioned in Scorpio, so having a dignified dispositor, was November of 2021. And what's even more exciting about this particular new moon in Scorpio is that not only is Mars is our dispositor dignified, but it's also sitting in a pretty tight conjunction to the luminaries here. So at the time that this new moon perfects, we have the luminaries at 20 degrees Scorpio and we have Mars at 22 degrees Scorpio. So this is something that is really amplifying the Martian energy of this lunation and with mars being our planet of action and movement and you know pushing forward and kind of Our archetypal warrior energy, I think that this new moon with that Mars conjunction is here to not only present you with a moment to kind of set intentions now that we're on the other side of the Taurus Scorpio eclipses, but also to set intentions that are really prioritizing action, that are really prioritizing taking initiative and pushing forward and kind of championing the actual steps that need to be taken in order for those intentions to come to fruition. So, new moons, I think, typically tend to have kind of a little bit of a subdued energy, uh, kind of like a moment of kind of turning more inward and, you know, setting intentions from a more inward place. But there's something about this new moon that, well, not something, it's this Mars conjunction, it's this dignified conjunction of the dispositor. But, Um, That about this new moon is kind of something that's, I think, really signaling a moment of taking something that's typically very inward and pulling it outward. I think that this new moon is here to kind of be a little bit more um, outgoing than a new moon might typically feel. Or if nothing else, perhaps is just a little bit more centered on kind of setting intentions that revolve around action and more immediate action than later, sooner, stepping into that action sooner rather than later. Now, the other really interesting component of this new moon is that it sits very tightly opposite Uranus and Taurus. So we have the luminaries at 20 degrees Scorpio, as I said, and we also have Uranus sitting at 21 degrees Uh, Taurus and so we have both luminaries applying to an opposition with Taurus and within less than a degree of that opposition perfecting and of course you know Scorpio at 22 degrees or I'm sorry Mars at 22 degrees Scorpio is uh, very recently separating from an opposition to Uranus and so all of this energy is kind of also seeing this face-off opposition with Uranus of unexpected, you know, sudden and drastic change of revolution of, you know, innovation. And I think that ultimately, there's a lot of ways that this can really be looked at, I think, uh, on the one hand, we can look at Something like a new moon conjunct Mars opposite Uranus, and kind of say, okay, it's a moment to be a little bit cautious. And like, there's a grain of truth to that. But, you know, the other side of this, too, is that I think that not only is it a time to, you know, set these intentions of, you know, action and set. You know, intentions to take action based steps forward now that we have the Taurus Scorpio eclipses behind us, but also to take action that is drastic, that is going to present you with a revolutionary change in your life, that is going to kind of maybe set you down the path that you are now oriented towards in a way that is innovative and revolutionary that is maybe unexpected or you know you know asking you to surprise yourself in what actions you are willing to take i think there's a strong encouragement with this new moon and this configuration of planets to really lean into a sense of rebelliousness and it's a moment to really kind of rebel against the confines that you maybe keep yourself confined to, uh, or maybe these systems that you have kind of beholden yourself to that are keeping you from making the kind of drastic changes that you are, you know, more ready to take than you might think. And I like to kind of be a little bit general when I talk about these things because, you know, depending on what houses this is falling in your chart, you know, depending on what your eclipse experience has has just been over the last couple of years, this could look very different for a lot of people. But that being said, you know, on the Taurus-Scorpio axis where we're dealing with these this axis that is tethered together by themes of deep transformation and regeneration, I think that... This is a moment that presents itself as really inviting us to kind of step forth into change that is going to regeneratively propel us forward, that is going to really kind of open it up and initiate these new chapters that are, are ready to be written after this closure that has come with the ending of that series of Taurus Scorpio eclipses. This is something that could look like taking leaps of faith on bold endeavors, opening up new projects and adventure, and stepping forward into the thing that maybe was feeling like the light at the tunnel at the you know, as we were kind of trudging through these Taurus Scorpio eclipses. And the one thing that I kind of want to leave this off on is when we're in Scorpio, we're dealing with themes of power and power dynamics. And I think that this new moon can also really serve as a moment where we are asking ourselves where we hold the power, maybe where we hold more power than we think we do. And how, you know, can we tap into that power and use it to propel us into action, to propel us into taking these steps that we might have previously looked at and said that that was too much or not feasible. And of course, this is where Uranus comes into play, where we're really being asked to use our personal sense of power to step outside the box, to do something rebellious and revolutionary and outside of our, you know, standard or our norm of what is comfortable to us, or maybe what has been comfortable to us previously. What was comfortable to us before we went through this storyline that unfolded with the Taurus and Scorpio eclipses. So, additionally, on Monday, November thirteenth, we see the Sun and Uranus opposition perfect as well. So, as the Sun uh, kind of moves away from that new moon positioning at 1128 a.m. that opposition perfects and I think that especially because like you know these are happening so close to one another the energy of this sun uh, Uranus opposition kind of really ties into everything I just said about the new moon you know I think that um, an opposition between the sun and Uranus is always going to kind of serve as a moment that might be a potential conduit for a lightning strike of an idea or something really innovative or taking bold steps forward or embracing really bold ideas. And I think that because this ties so closely to our new moon in Scorpio, the best way to really tap into that energy is to kind of utilize that new moon in Scorpio as a moment of setting intentions around. Uh, tapping into that energy and maybe allowing yourself to really embrace the Iranian energy of liberation and revolution and, you know, stepping forward boldly and unexpectedly and kind of allowing the ideas that come to you to kind of serve as a strike of lightning or a jolt of electricity allow them to invigorate you and kind of animate you into action. And actually, you know, now that I think about it and like now that I kind of say that phrase, I think that's like a really wonderful way to kind of sum up this entire configuration of this new moon and then the sun going into this opposition with Uranus, but Mars kind of still being in the mix right there. All of this together is kind of this moment of allowing, you know, Yourself to be electrified into taking action, allowing yourself to kind of serve as a conduit for these lightning bolts of ideas or, you know, lightning ideas of coming to strike as lightning and allowing that to kind of electrify you into action. Of course, the moon is also, you know, as that new moon disseminates, the moon is going to oppose Uranus first, too. um, And so that's going to happen as the moon moves forward. Later on in the night, on Monday the 13th, we have a lunar ingress into Sagittarius, and that's happening around 9.23 p.m. Eastern. This brings us into Tuesday, November 14th. We have the moon crossing over Mercury as it continues through Sagittarius in those early degrees. Then moving forward to Wednesday, November 15th, on this day, Mars and the Sun will start occupying the same degree of Scorpio together at 23 degrees Scorpio. So we're, you know, this is already something that, you know, that orb was tightening, you know, coming into this week between Mars and the Sun. But starting on Wednesday is when that's going to really start to close in and, that you know upcoming Mars Kazemi that the energy of that is going to really start um, getting amplified of course um, you know some there are varying levels of kind of I guess uh, strictness for lack of better word around what constitutes a Kazemi Uh, Hellenistic texts designate a degree orb is a Kazemi Uh, medieval texts are you know a much tighter in their orb and calling it at like 17 or 16 minutes um so going by this definition that is kind of the strictest definition of a de- Kazimi we aren't really there yet but if we're going by more traditional definitions we've got this Kazimi kind of really kicking off really on Tuesday but continuing to tighten on Wednesday the 15th and then of course on Wednesday the moon will continue to move through Sagittarius and that brings us to Thursday the 16th when we have a lunar ingress in, into Capricorn and that happens at 2.42 a.m. Eastern. Next, that brings us to Friday, November 17th, where we have both the Sun and Mars trining Neptune throughout the morning. So Mars will trine Neptune in Pisces first at 3.03 a.m., and the trine between the Sun and Scorpio and Neptune in Pisces will perfect at 9.45 a.m. Eastern. Now, I'm going to kind of speak towards these trines, um, the trine between Mars and Neptune and the trine between the sun and Neptune as kind of one big thing happening altogether because that in reality is what it is. But I think that these trines are a really interesting prelude to this Mars Kazemi perfecting. As we're in the midst of this Kazemi, this conjunction between the Sun and Mars really stoking these Martian flames of action and kind of ushering us into a new Mars synodic cycle, which we'll get to in a minute. We have this connection with Neptune that, as a trine, is providing us with a supportive and flowing and stimulating energy. And while we don't necessarily think of Martian and Neptunian energy as being supportive of one another, typically, and in essence— However, I think that this connection that Neptune is making as we go into this beginning of new Mars synodic cycle is here to remind us of the importance of centering our vision and our dreams. This trine to Neptune is here to remind us that truly taking action is something that requires imagination. It inherently requires us to even be a little bit delusional to possibly even blur the lines between imagination and reality as Neptune is want to do but in a way that really supports belief in our ability to take powerful action in our be- in a way that kind of fuels the fire for us to really dream big and take big actions that support those dreams. On the flip side, I think where this Neptunian influence may stand to be a bit of a hindrance is finding that sweet spot between allowing imagination to flow in and fuel our actions versus Neptune's tendency to kind of make things so blurred that we really can't see what's around us or hone into our vision in a sharp enough way that we feel able to take action. So the long and short of it is... You know, with Neptune trining the sun and Mars, this is, you know, ultimately a supportive aspect. It is something that is here to kind of bring forth an energy that is there to help us. And so, with that in mind, we can kind of move through these trines, you know, on Friday, uh, on November 17th, we can kind of move through this with a motivation of kind of allowing that neptunian inclination to dream and imagine and visualize and kind of move through things with an artistic motivation and we can allow that to really inform how we approach the mars kazini and you know the things that we really put forth through that which I'm going to get to in a second because that is perfecting on Saturday. But I do think that that other side of Neptune and that kind of fogginess that it tends to cast upon everything is something to be very mindful of. And I think that uh, an interaction between Mars and Neptune in its most difficult is something that can kind of really create this inability to take action because of you know, such a lack of clarity, such a fogginess that bogs our senses down. But on a more positive spin to that, we can really use that moment to kind of tap into this deep well of imagination and really use that moment to imagine things that are possible in a a way that is... um, You know, maybe a little bit out of touch with reality, but in just the right ways. In just the right ways to where you're really thinking of something that has the potential to be possible that you might have not dreamed of before. So all of that being said, that brings us to Saturday, November 18th, where we have a Mars Kazemi perfecting at 25 degrees Scorpio at 129 a.m., so this brings us to the start of a new Mars synodic cycle and that is just the amount of time between a conjunction between these two celestial bodies and Mars's synodic cycle is about 2 years it's about 25 26 months so we are stepping into a new Mars cycle so to speak now a Kazemi is simply a conjunction between the sun and another planet if you if that's not something you already know of and kazimi is derived from an Arabic term that means in the heart of. And so a kazimi occurs when a planet is pulled into the heart of the sun. And this is something that as a planet is pulled into the heart of the sun, it is amplified. The power of that planet is purified and strengthened. And going back to the idea of this also being the beginning of a synodic cycle or, you know, a cycle between the Mars and the sun, it also represents a new beginning in a sense. And so ultimately, a Mars Kazemi is here to bring us into a new beginning with a purified and amplified sense of strength and Readiness and willingness to take action. I have more than once said to clients uh, that Mars is kind of this unsung hero when it comes to manifestation practices. For one thing, you know, this is a planet of drive and it's our warrior planet, it is our planet of taking action and thrusting ourselves forward and what does manifestation require except being bold and taking action and and doing things resolutely and with heart and that is what Mars is here to do the other thing about Mars that I think makes it an unsung hero when it comes to kind of these practices of manifestation or practices of setting intentions is that with the moon, while the moon is in, it obviously extremely powerful and, you know, acts as this transmitter between the rest of the cosmos and us and, um, you know, is very important. The the thing about working with the moon in these processes is that it happens so quickly that sometimes it can be like getting whiplash, like trying to like set intentions and release and it's two weeks and now all of a sudden it's a full moon. Every two weeks it's a newer full moon. But Mars presents us with this two-year period of time that can be really helpful in setting goals that are uh, not quite you know, necessarily long-term in the sense that it's going to take a Saturn cycle to really kind of build them, build them up. But two years is a- enough time to really kind of set intentions that are meant to be for something that is longer-lasting. So for instance, you know, if you are wanting to write a book, Of course, this is something you can kind of pull into, you know, bringing into being through lunar phases, but that's a process that's going to take a lot longer than, you know, one lunar cycle. So something that can be kind of considered here when it comes to the best way to kind of harness this energy of a new Mars cycle is, you know, what is something that you see for yourself in the long term? What is something that you know is going to take a lot of garnering up of power to really bring into being, but that you feel really strongly dedicated to. And this Scorpio, this Kazemi happening in Scorpio too, of all places, is something that I think is really here to lend a strong sense of focus on our power and on what's possible and kind of lending that obsessive Scorpionic drive to be fixated on making something happen. So all of that to say... And I got a little bit ranty and and kind of maybe lost the the point a little bit at times, but all of that to say that I think this particular Mars Kazimi is really here to provide us a strong focal point to really fix our focuses and our drives in a way that we can really use to propel us forward and to really push forward in making courageous and bold goals for ourselves that we really are ready to dedicate ourselves to in the long haul. I think that something else that's particularly auspicious about this Mars Kazemi too, is that the last time that this happened in Mars's nocturnal domicile of Scorpio was 1991. So that is at this point, wow, over 30 years ago. So that is to say that this particular Kazemi is not only bringing Mars into a place of amplification and fortification through its conjunction with the sun, but we are also in a sign where Mars is well-resourced and comfortable and is really able to effectively carry out its significations. Our last Mars Kazemi was in Libra season of 2021 which means it happened with Mars in its detriment and nonetheless also with the sun in its fall too. Then two years before that, in 2019, it would have been in Virgo, 2017 would have been Leo, and so on. So it's been a while since we've had a Mars Kazemi happening in a really strengthened place like this. And later on that same morning, on Saturday, November 18th, we have a lunar ingress into Aquarius, and that is happening at 6.28 a.m. Eastern. And then that brings us to Sunday, November 19th, to finish off the week. We have the moon continuing to move through Aquarius all day, and we finish off our week with the sun at 27 degrees Scorpio. We still have Mars and the sun sharing a degree, so they're still in conjunction with one another but beginning to separate. And we finish the week off with the moon at 24 degrees Aquarius. So that has been the week of November 13th to November 19th. I feel like it kind of brings us into some of the most poignant and most Scorpionic moments of this Scorpio season. I think um, two of the moments where that Scorpio energy is most amplified between the new moon in Scorpio and this new moon in Scorpio so poignantly being a kind of focused moment of um, of a Scorpio new moon after such an intense series of eclipses. And then, of course, also the Mars Kazemi. And we have those two events kind of bookending the week. So while the week in between is not particularly eventful, I think that the energy that we have kind of bookending on Monday and Saturday is definitely enough to kind of really dictate a specific mood in throughout the entire week so just something to keep in mind as we navigate this week especially as mars and the sun start sharing uh the same degree so early on on wednesday and just become closer and closer until that conjunction perfects on saturday so that has been the week ahead for this upcoming week thank you so much for joining me I'm Cory Ann, you can find me on Instagram at the witch at the crossroads. You can find me on Substack at witchatthecrossroads.substack.com where you can subscribe to my newsletter article E situation cosmic musings where I send out bi-weekly mini essays that just kind of reflect on whatever I'm thinking about when it comes to astrology at the time. And then of course that will also bring Uh, cosmic musings presents the week ahead straight to your inbox every sunday morning and just another reminder too that my books are open right now for uh, one-on-one client sessions i will put the link down below in the show notes to um, go to my booking page it books directly to my google calendar and you'll receive a follow-up email from me that will kind of be a jumping off point of kind of deciding you know kind of laying out the foundation of what you want to talk about in your session and um, you know what where you want to bring that focus towards i'm kind of broadening the way i offer sessions by kind of giving this blank slate of of a one hour time slot where we get to Just talk about what you want to talk about the way you want to talk about it. So if you're hoping to kind of explore the way I talk about astrology and things that are coming up in this week ahead and in coming weeks or what have you, uh, that is a fantastic way to do it in an intimate, safe, and kind of connective one-on-one container with me. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So thank you so much for joining me again. And I'm Corianne, and I will see you next week.